I know for me, one of the sadnesses about this season is not knowing again when when I'll be able to go somewhere like the Dominican Republic, when I'll be able to visit uh, some new places or some of my favorite places in the world to wander the halls of the Metropolitan Museum of Art or to grab a croissant from my favorite bakery in the Brussels airport on a layover on my way to Africa. And most poignantly, when will I next be able to embrace my friends in Rwanda, Burundi, London, Scotland, um, or in Mexico, and to be able to see each other and share life together for even just a few days in person. The gift of travel is a luxury and a privilege for many of us, and yet it is also a way of expanding our way of thinking, of reminding us that our lives and our daily routines and the way we see the world is not the only way to see the world. And our text today kind of takes us beyond our four walls as well. Paul, usually when we see him, the Apostle Paul, he's preaching to a Jewish audience or writing to a Jewish audience, talking about how the life and message of Jesus is, um, is an interpretive lens by which uh, the Jewish people could understand their own tradition and their own scriptures and perhaps find greater freedom uh, within them. But in this text, Paul is going to Athens, a place where there is um, philosophy happening all the time. It's the center of Greek philosophy. The text describes it as this. Now all the Athenians and the foreigners there would spend their time in nothing but telling or hearing something new. This reminds me of, of some of the great salons we hear about where artists and thinkers gather together and talk about their ideas. And in this place, Paul lands and his sermon becomes very different. He talks to them about how Jesus' teachings teach us about the nature of divine reality and the nature of God. And it's kind of what he says is back to what we were talking about from First Peter last week, that, that God is actually the fulfillment of our deepest longing, that God is the ground of our being, that God is closer to us than our own breath or consciousness. We search for God, Paul says, and find that actually God is the air that we breathe. It is in God that we live and move and have our being. Now, I've always loved this story and this sermon of Paul's. In fact, I think it's probably my most favorite of, of his writings and sayings. And as I wondered why that was this week, I realized that for me, I, I grew up in, um, in kind of four walls of a certain Christian community with, with a certain theology and certain ideas about how the world worked and what was true for most of my childhood and young adult life. And when I went to college, I went to a private Christian college in Southern California. And in my sophomore year, I took a class called Psychology and Christian Thought. And in this class, uh, we, we explored how we look at science. And what do we do when scientific data or research seems to contradict what we think is true about scripture or about God? How do we reconcile those two things? And the philosophy of the professor 
became um, one of my deeply and most cherished beliefs as well, that, that all truth is God's truth, and that wherever we find truth, we find God. And that if there's a problem in the science or in the data, or if there seems to be a contradiction in, in our faith tradition or our belief about scripture, that the, the, the problem is in, an, is in our interpretation, not in the data or in the reality of God, God's self. And this was incredibly freeing for me. It meant that I could learn and explore and travel and listen to others without, without fearing that my faith was in some ways threatened. This is not a new idea. Indeed, St. Augustine and Thomas Aquinas and John Calvin all um, talked and preached about this very similar concept. But when I now listen to other teachers and theologians and ideas, I'm always asking myself, does, does this teaching make God or my world bigger or smaller? Does it free me to love others more fully? Does it, does it lead me into wonder or does it close me off with a dogmatic view? Our faith is not meant to box us in, but to send us out to free us up, to, to learn, to listen, to experience, to explore, to relate, to wonder, to see. And while it's great to do that by getting on an airplane, we can also do that through a book. We can do it through a phone call. We can do it through careful listening or wondering. We can do it by just standing in a forest and, and trying to understand what the trees may be telling us about the nature of reality. God is not afraid of what we will discover. And in fact, God is cheering us on in our discovery because God knows that we only stand to learn more about the vastness of the mystery and how that bigness is not just outside of us, but also within us. No one has the corner on God. No one has the corner on truth. And in this time of our lives where many of us are confined to just a few walls and just a few miles, let us allow the, the message of Paul to, to resonate within us. That while our lives may feel small and limited, God is big and unlimited and a mystery beyond our comprehension. And that beyond this moment, there is hope, there is freedom, there is love, there is deeper grace waiting for us. So let us continue to become larger, even in this time of confinement. Amen.